Right, ready to go for a million. What? <laughs> a million. Is, it, million. is that real? <laughs> Honestly, is that real? And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it does. Just keep reading the word. Welcome back to The Abundant Life. I am Angela Todd, as always, my husband Charles. We're here bringing you the word and the 21 supernatural ways the Lord provides, backed by over 200 scriptures with the root of God, God is, is our source. source. I mean, that's, that's the whole foundation that we wanted to set this thing up on was your job ain't your source. Your business, if you're a business owner, ain't your source. If you're in the ministry, your ministry ain't your source. God is your source. And you have to really understand that to be able to say, okay, here's 21 ways that God can get provision to me. It's just not limited to that, as we've said. But even though we heard this teaching years ago, and we've taught it, and we broke it down on that, it's like, if you don't keep it coming in fresh, they can kind of forget about it. You know, it's kind of like a relationship. Sometimes you can have a really great relationship. And if you move some distance away, if you don't keep talking to that person or keeping that relationship up, you can kind of, ways, yeah, right? you can create a distance. And it's the same thing with the word. It's like, you got to stay in the word. Yeah. You know, you got to keep hearing, you got to keep reading, you got to keep putting your time in, reading, meditating, having God speak to you so you get your own personal revelation. But that's how you're going to get everything out of the manual of life, the I word. <laughs> so let's do a quick review and I'm going to, I'm going to go through it kind of quickly because there's a lot. We're at point number 11 today, so I don't want to really break it down. But number one was God's promise, our covenant of inheritance. We talked about the Abrahamic blessing. Number two was our relationship with God, the father and how important that was to have that personal relationship. Um, number three was provision directly from the throne. Right. You know, you getting your, your word, your daily provision, his riches and glory. Number four was provisions from individuals. And we talked about, you know, Luke 6, Luke 38, how it says that men will give to your bosom. So men can give it. Talked about kings. And we talked about inheritance from family members. Right. You know, and this is all biblical. This is all the word that talks about these ways. Number five is God uses us to this four letter word. Some people don't like work. <laughs> You, know, you gotta work, man. The Bible says if you don't work, you, you shouldn't eat. eat. Yes. Shouldn't eat. I mean, put that sign at the unemployment line. See what oh. people would have to say. I mean, that rubs some feathers the wrong way, huh? Again, it's a bridge. It's not your final destination. Use the tools to get you to the other side, but don't get stuck in low yep. bar. Amen. Amen. I'm not condemning anybody, and that's you said it perfectly. So number six, because he asked for it, and we talked about um, you know the story with Jesus when he needed the colt to ride in when they needed the upper room for the last supper. Mm -hmm. You know, he told them to go and to do, to ask these people to, to ask for these things, these places, and so that they would have it. So it was for the work of Jesus. So he may tell you now the same thing. He may say, go and do this, ask this person, do this for the gospel, for the kingdom right. or whatever. And we don't actually have to know why or how, but it's just about listening and obeying and moving by the direction of the Holy Spirit. Moving on was number seven, tithing. <laughs> One of my favorites, and we took some time going through that and really breaking that down, talking about, you know, when you tie that, God will rebuke the devourer for your namesake Amen. and open up the windows of heaven so you will not have enough room con to contain. And we talked about, you know, tithing really being the foundation for giving. Before you can start doing these other giving that we're talking about, you know, giving to the poor, sowing memorial offerings, all these other ways that you can give. It's like, you first have to get the tithe. Number eight was sowing and reaping which um, we've got 
on most of these things that we're breaking down, not only did we do teachings in this series, but we've done specific ones on sowing and reaping and on different parts of giving. So you can go back and watch that. The Blessings of Abraham was, you know, another one that we really broke down a lot. Right. Uh, but everything in the kingdom of God works by seed, time, and harvest. Right. So number nine is giving to the ministry. And we talked about Second um, Chronicles 2020. Listen to your prophet and you shall prosper. Amen. And you know, so listening to the people year. who are prophesying into your life. Listen to people who are giving you the word of God and telling you when you trust in those words, you trust in the pro it's right here. It says that you're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. Amen. So it's about getting that back into the ministry. Number 10 was giving to the poor. So we talked about how you can give to the poor. And the Bible says that God will give back to you. He'll repay you. He'll repay you, He'll repay you at the least. There is not one retailer. If you give all your money to that, you're going to get paid back the same. There's nothing in the world that will pay you back the same if it leaves your wallet, except for the word of God. Amen. There's no place in retail that can match what God says in his promises. The only return retail will give you is remorse or debt, and that's the last thing you want. The word of God will not only pay you back, but also increase you. Which brings us to number 11, memorial giving. And, you know, when you think about memorials, sometimes you think about remembering somebody. Um, but more importantly, I think it is to honor somebody. And that's what, you know, when giving a memorial offering is that you remember, you're remembering Jesus. You're remembering all his goodness, everything that he does. And it's like you're giving from that heart of just honoring him. And it's from that expression of love that just moves the Lord. So read the first scripture there on, on Mark 12 there for us. Mark 12, 41 through 44, NIV. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came in and put two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So this is one of the things I want you to recognize out of this is that Jesus saw she gave out of her poverty, right. gave out of her poverty. And it said that the wealthy people there gave much out that, of their wealth. yeah, but they didn't give all that they had. And the revelation of this is not saying, well, you got to go give every single thing that you had. It's about this moved Jesus. This moved his heart. He saw the wealthy people say somebody had a million and gave a hundred thousand and she had a buck and gave a dime. You know, that's, that's relative of it, but she gave a buck out of her whole buck. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that's what it, it moved God in this situation. And what's always interesting to me about this is that Jesus wasn't sitting with the choir. He wasn't sitting with the pastors and the priest. He wasn't sitting in these places where you think if Jesus came to your church today, you, you'd think he'd be sitting one of those. He'd be sitting right next to the pastor. He'd be sitting in the VIP section. They have the sign on there. Don't sit here because Jesus is going to sit here. <laughs> you know, it's like he was sitting watching what people are doing with their money. Isn't that interesting? Because the Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. I mean, and so her heart was for Jesus. And, you know, he's saying right here that, this is something that moved him, <laughs> you know, it, it was moved him. That's the whole point of doing this. And which brings uh, another scripture to mind. We talked a little bit about this during tithing saying that, you know, people will say, well, 
when I make it big, then I'll start tithing. When I make my million, I'll start tithing. When my boat comes in, I'll start tithing. Like if you're waiting for your boat to come in, you're gonna be waiting a long time. You ain't tithing when your boat comes in because you ain't tithing now. Well, if you can't give a dime off a dollar, there's no way you're gonna get a check for a hundred thousand dollars off of a million because your your hand will cramp up when you go to write that check. So it's all about. We talked about this in detail in times like he who's faithful little be faithful much. And on the flip side of that, if you're not faithful. With the little, you won't be faithful with the much. I mean, that's biblical. That's not me just giving my opinion on there. Right. There. And the other thing that I think that's really interesting about this is that she was willing right. to do this. She was willing to give what she had. She had a willingness, a willing mind to do that. And when I was uh, studying this and getting this prepared, it reminded me of this scripture, 2 Corinthians 8 and 12, which says this, For if the willingness is there, the gift is accepted according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. You get that? So it's not, it doesn't matter about the, the quantity of it. It's just about, about what are you gonna do with what you're willing to give right then? It doesn't have to be a big check. It doesn't have to be a big offering. It can be small, but it's like, what do you have? He's not gonna say, hey, keep your buck. You know, that doesn't, that's not going to do anything from the kingdom of God. From just keep it. No, because it's not based on the amount. It's based on what you have. So that buck may be everything you have. Right. So, but the important part is here is that willingness, the willingness. that willing mind, yeah. that willing ability. And once you get your mind willing, then that will reflect into the actions of you being able to let go of it out of your hand. So the next one is, uh, God accept our prayers and gifts to the poor. Go ahead and read from Acts there for us. Acts 10.4 Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Isn't that good? It is good. <laughs> Talking about memorial offerings. But here's the thing you, know, you want to catch too is that anytime that the Lord appeared to somebody or an angel appeared, what did he always say? Don't fear. Yeah, or fear not. Fear, fear not. not because... Can you imagine what it's like to see this gigantic, enormous angel standing in front of you? Probably like, you wet your pants, you know? But this is the thing I want you to get out of this, that it was this gift that he gave that God sent an angel. It moved him so much, he sent an angel. <laughs> I mean, I was going through this morning, I was like, Lord, I want my giving to be just just glorify you and be such an honor to you that you're going to send an angel. <laughs> I want to see an angel show up next time I do my tithes and offerings. Right. <laughs> but that's, he was, the Lord was moved so much that he did that, sent right. that, sent that angel. Next one is Jesus rewards those led to give for his sake. We're going to read Matthew 26 there for us. Matthew 26, 13 NLT. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. What's so cool about that is the, the finishing part of there is that this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. 
we're still remembering discussing it right here. Yeah. Something happened thousands of years ago. Something yeah. that she did, it moved Jesus so much that it become part of the Bible. Right. And it's something that we continue to talk about. But the other thing is here is like the disciples, what they said, what a waste. That's the disciples. <laughs> this lady was pouring out and some of the commentaries say that the amount that this cost for this was one year wages. Right. So if you take the average wage of America, I don't know, it's 50 something thousand. Let's just call it 60,000, round it up. You went and bought a bottle of perfume for $60,000 and then you poured it on Jesus' head. And then the people around you in the church go, what a waste. You could have gave it to the poor. And sometimes I think that people can look at like even family members who maybe don't understand or your friends or just people close to you and look at your giving as a waste. And I'm here to tell you right now, your giving is not a waste. It's a and, memorial. And this is right here. This is a direct reflection on that being true. Your giving is not a waste. It is not. That's so good. And, and God himself sees it as so important and that he's saying you can always have the poor. And Jesus said, well, you know what? Yeah, let's don't, don't pour it all. Let's, let's sell half of it. Let's go feed <laughs> let's these people out here. After the poor. And you know, and that's, I think, sometimes the natural mind can do that. They can look at giving as wasting, or the, like I was saying, the people around you can look at your giving as, as a waste, and it's not. Well, and that leads us to, you know, when you give, you're not giving to man. Like, a lot of people have a misconception of when you give in the church, you're giving to the preacher, or you're giving to their congregation, which you are, but what you are first doing is giving to Jesus Christ. Amen. And what he does with the leaders of that church to then give out that money to advance his kingdom is between God and that preacher. And when you give, it's between you and God. Amen. It's not you and the man. You're not giving to the man. You're giving to the Lord and he will reward Amen. you for that heart. That's good. That's good. Preach it. So that was Memorial Giving. It's giving where you're honoring God and you're doing it because you're going to move God. And a willingness. Your heart is Amen. willing because you love the Lord and you know how much he's done in your life. So you're moved to give with a willing heart. Amen. So number 12 is the law of multiplication. I'm going to go ahead and... This is really, really good. So basically any time that we're given into the kingdom of God, there's going to be multiplication. I mean, and that's a lot of what we're going through in this whole 21 ways is about giving. You know, when you go right. through, I was looking, I was like, probably 75% of it's about giving, you know? Right. And there's other ways that God can get it. But the important thing to remember is that the law of multiplication, because whatever you give back, it's gonna get multiplied. So go ahead and read that first scripture there for 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 9:10 NLT. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So this is the thing. Okay, so he said he gives seed to the farmer. Okay? Just so, like the other scripture, right? He gives seed to the sower. And so always think about too that seed refers to money. Right. So basically what he's saying, I give money to you, okay? And then you take that and then you give it into the kingdom of God and then the rest of it, you can pay your bills, you can eat, you can do that. That's what he's saying. He's saying that, I'm gonna give seed to the farmer. So the farmer's gonna take and gonna plant the seed. But he said, I'm also gonna give you bread to eat. So then he's gonna then take some of that seed, make flour, do whatever else to make food. Right. So he's saying, it's not just about getting seed for your needs. It's about getting seed so that you can then sow. Right. And that's a lot of times we, we look at our paycheck or we look at the money we have coming in is 
this money to, to, to meet our needs. And you can't do that. You have to look at the first thing out of that is its seed. Because if you plant that seed, that's how you're going to get that harvest. And that's how you're going to grow and increase. But if you just continue to eat all the seed, you never get a harvest. You can never increase. We kind of established multiplication there. So the first one here that we have is the hundredfold return. Go ahead and read Mark 4.20 for us there. Mark 4.20, New King James Version. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some thirtyfold, sixty, and some a hundred. So you've got to really take and go and study the whole context of this chapter. You know, it's talking about sowing the word, but it also refers to money as well too. So what he's saying is that, what are you going to believe? You can believe for a 30, a 60, or a hundredfold return on what it is that you're sowing into the kingdom of God. And it takes just as much faith to believe for 30 as it does to believe for a hundred. But if your hundred doesn't come, then just know that sometimes it can take a progression. If it's just, if it's a progression, don't get weary and just the progression, just keep don't planting, give don't give up, keep planting, keep planting and be expecting. But also don't just believe for the little, believe for the much, put your faith there so that it can progress. Well, what you're uh, talking about that, it reminds me too sometimes of healing. Yes. You know, healing yes. sometimes, I mean, we pray for people, lay hands on people and sometimes healing is like right there. It's like complete manifestation. It's a hundredfold. It's 100% of the healing takes place. But sometimes healing, you know, healing is like restoration. When you like restore a house, whatever, it's a process you go to. You just don't go in the, the GC, don't go and the place is restored. You know, it's remodeled. Right. It's a progression. First, you got to tear all the, the old stuff out right. and then rebuild it. So it's the same thing. Your healing sometimes can, it can be like the next day you feel a little bit better. And the next day you feel a little bit better. And before you know it, you've completely had the manifestation of your healing. But what you don't want to do, this is the point I want to make. You don't want to get in doubt and unbelief and start saying negative things. Because anytime you start saying those negative things, it's just like digging up your harvest. Mm -hmm. You know, so if a farmer was to go and say, well, I don't see nothing happening right now. It's like, I've been waiting a week. And then if he goes and digs up his seed, what happens? Ain't nothing going to grow. He just killed his crop. And the same thing can happen with our mouth, death and life and the power of tongue. So if you can say, well, I sowed that seed, I gave it to this church, I gave it to that, but I don't see nothing happen. You're digging your seed up. Right. You're digging up right there. Or maybe you get to that point of the 30-fold and you say, well, it worked a little bit, but I don't believe in that whole 100-fold. Boom, you just, you just killed your crop right there. You just stopped. You ain't going to get to 60 if you just talked smack about the 30. <laughs> so you got to stay in belief. Stay on your 100-fold belief. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You hear me. Thank you, Lord. I hear your word. I planted my seed. Thank you, Lord, for my hundredfold. Amen. And that's how you water your crop right that's there. That is you how water. you water your harvest yes. in the kingdom of God by speaking faith, by speaking the word of God over what you have sown into the kingdom of God. Yep. And if you don't see a blade coming up, then you go and grab someone who can come into agreement with you because we're two more touch and agree. It shall be established. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. That's what's so great about the body of Christ is that everyone is different. Allow people to pray in your life. Allow people to pray for you. Allow, come together with people. Break bread, take communion over it, sow seed, Amen. stay in faith. It will happen and it will produce a harvest. Amen. Read the next one for us there, Mark 10, 28. Mark 10, 28 through 30. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, 
Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. If the Lord's telling, basically breaking this down, if the Lord's telling you to do something, to go somewhere, to do something for the kingdom. That's really what this is about. It's about the revelation that I really got out this morning. It was so powerful is that, you know, in the natural, we can look at this. We can look at, if let's just say God says, I want you to move over here and I want you to start over. And you say, what about my house? What about my, my brother lives right down the street? My sister lives over in the next town. And, you know, my whole family's here. And, you know, my job and my church and my this and my that. No. We get so attached to stuff. And what does he say right here? He says, if you leave it, if you go, what does he say? He's going to give you a hundredfold. He just doesn't say, I'm going to give you a hundredfold of money. He says it again. I'm going to give you all those things. I'm going to give you houses, brothers, <laughs> you know, lands. He makes it plural. He says, I'm going to increase it for you. I'm going to multiply it a hundred times more. So it's like, you may be given up maybe a blood brother, but God's saying, I can give you a hundred brothers in Christ in this new location. I can give you a hundred sisters. I can give you a house that's more better. I can give you, can increase your business. I can increase your ministry. Whatever it is, God says, I'm going to do it. And here's the great thing. Now in this time, it doesn't say like, you'll get your reward when you go to heaven in the sweet by and by, brothers and sisters. No, right now, right now. And then what else does he say is going to come with that persecution? Well, it doesn't stop there because then it ends with this after the persecution. After the persecution. Let, let me just give you a little bit more on top of the hundredfold return that you're going to receive now in this time. Let me give you a little bit more, Jesus says. And then the age to come and eternal life. So you still get more reward even in eternal life wow. in the age to come. So it's like not just today, but in the age to come. And not just until the age to come while you're here, but in eternal life. This is like a hundredfold like for eternity. Yeah, isn't that like your children's children? It's more than your children's 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 being blessed if you follow the leading of the Lord to go to a different location. But then it's eternal. It's an eternal blessing for your obedience and following Him, knowing That's that good. persecution is going to come. So when you do make a decision to do something for the Lord to increase in that manner, like He said, people aren't going to agree with you. They are absolutely not going to agree with you. And it's really difficult. But the good news is you can hang on to this Amen. knowing that you're going to be rewarded and God will restore. And you can pray that the Lord put on their heart peace. Amen. And now you can sow a seed into their lives. Because you know what? When you sow seed onto someone who's angry and you give him water and food to eat, you reap heaping coals on their heads. So you take that persecution, you turn it around, you take your increase, you sow it into their life. And then what do they got to say? Nothing <laughs> except thank you, and that's grace. Amen. But let's talk about once you do leave and all this happens to you, yeah. and then the people start coming against you. Well, I don't know why you need all that stuff. I don't know why you need that big house. I don't know why you need all those cars, all that stuff. And it's like we accumulate so that we can be a distribution center. Yes. You know, and that doesn't mean that, you know, it's just about just getting more stuff for you, but it's about being a blessing. We talk about that all the time. Right. You know, Genesis 12, 22, and God told Abraham, you are blessed to, to be, be a blessing. blessing. So you can't be a blessing with stuff, but people will still come against you even when you're doing that. Right. No one is going to understand what you, what's between you and the Lord because it's not between anyone else except you and the Lord. 
So Amen. stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Okay, that was the hundred pull. Okay. Ready to go on to the thousand? <laughs> <laughs> Can you, mean, you take it? You mean there's a thousand fold? I guess there is. Let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 111 for us there. Deuteronomy 111 NIP. May the Lord, the God of our ancestors, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he promised. It's a thousand time blessing right. as he has promised. Who's right. he? The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. He's promised you a thousand times blessing. Amen. In his word right there. I mean, that's, that's just not limited to money. This is, I mean, a thousand times blessing in any of the blessings. We've talked about, you know, your complete salvation package, a thousand times more blessed in your health, a thousand times more blessed in your relationships, a thousand times more blessed in your ministry, a thousand times more blessed in your career, a thousand times more blessed in whatever you can think about. Well, just, you fill in the blank a thousand times more yeah. as he has promised. Right. <laughs> so good. But. How often, you know, do people, I think, meditate on that? Do they think, I'm a thousand times more blessed than the guy next door? <laughs> I was right. like, a thousand times more, it's right there for you. Go ahead and read uh, Isaiah 60, 22, because it goes along with this. Okay, Isaiah 60, 22. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. What I love about that is like, a little one. <laughs> you know, just a little one, a little. He's going to increase it a thousand times. And then a small one, a strong nation. So if you're little, there's good news for you. <laughs> Isn't it always uh, just being of little estimation and not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought, mm -hmm. right? Right. It's uh, pride before a fall. So when you think of yourself or you put yourself in a servant position or someone... It's saying, you know, don't take the high seat, but if you go and sit at the low seat and then let them promote you in the same manner, he will make sure that you are promoted a thousand times more and a strong, becoming a strong nation. Right, ready to go for a million? What? <laughs> a million. Is, it, million. is that real? Honestly, is that real? Well, I don't know. Read Ezekiel there okay. and we'll see. Ezekiel 16, 7. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, <laughs> it does. Just keep reading the word. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. So here's what you gotta get out of this though, is that that word multiply there in the Hebrew, the root word of that means to multiply as many as a million. And if you really go through the whole breakdown of it in the Hebrew, it's talking about abundance and wealth and all these great things, but it says as many as a million. <laughs> I mean, that's we're talking about multiplication, multiplying as many as a million. Let's talk about excellent ornaments. Do you know what excellent ornaments are? I think of like ornaments, like when you put on a tree, right? You decorate the tree with ornaments. It's just like fine jewelry. It, it sparkles, it gleams, it glistens. And so when you are waxed great as a million, you will have excellent ornaments upon yeah. you, jewels and diamonds and, and that's biblical. Amen. So if you see someone with jewels and diamonds and they're decorated in excellent ornaments with fine linen and clothes, that's biblical. That's Amen. a million times more. That's Go for good. that. Go for that. Because then you can be a blessing to your children's children. All right. So we talked about 30, 60, the hundredfold, the thousandfold, and the millionfold return multiplier. Amen. So that's going to wrap it up for this part of... Supernatural increase and promotion. Just keeps going. It just keeps going and going and going. You're going to want to like, stay tuned. 
Because like you said, it just keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> Till next time, remember, we love you and we're praying for you. Peace.